Hey, yo, what is going on, y'all? It is your man, Gerard Kenneth. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast that's supposed to be different podcast. Okay, like I said, last episode in episode three, I was saying that I was going to be using some of my Facebook live videos. And that's definitely the case. Speak English. That's definitely the case with this particular episode. Um... The episode is entitled, I Can't Love You Like I Used To. Um, I actually talk about, I think I do. I haven't even looked at this video in like a long time. <laughs> but, um, because I, I did it back in September. Actually, the date was September 10th. And um, I released this particular song back in January of last year. Um, but I initially wrote the song... When did I write this song? I wrote this song um, in 2017. And I actually explained that in the Facebook Live video. So once again, some people may be saying stuff to me and I may be reading stuff off. But for the most part, I was sharing my testimony. Now, what's actually interesting about this testimony, and I can speak about it now, is that um, the sister that was... um, actually uh that hit me up it poured into me uh she's actually a prophetess and uh her name is uh laura lori lie cooley she's really really dope um she's a few months older than me but she's like a big sister to me so it's pretty cool so she said that i can actually give her props for that because at first i was like well i don't know you know da, 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 da. but she said nah it's cool but the thing but later on um and i don't mind sharing this part um, even prior to my sister that like basically helped me as far as like deliverance and in a sense of deliverance when I say like from spiritual soul ties that I had with my past like I thought I did everything that I needed to do and I actually explained the video uh, in the video I actually explained well actually the audio of the video I actually explained like what I was doing on my end to try to correct these things but she goes into like just detail and we prayed and all this good stuff but the interesting thing was that she was telling me all this stuff while I was active in a relationship with somebody. So you'll hear me say, oh, my girl, da 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 because there were things that was going on that was affecting us. But what I didn't realize until breaking up that she was part of that thing, too. And I was like, how is that even possible? But, but well, actually, let's backtrack a little bit. There were some things that she was saying that my, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, well, actually, all my exes at this point, she fit. But it was the fact that I was dating the person at this time. And I remember upon breaking up, I remember telling people like, yo, man, the chick that I broke up with, it was like I was dating my ex-wife. It was really weird. It was really weird. I remember that. But it was little things I was seeing. I was like, yo, this reminds me of my ex-wife. How is that possible? So it doesn't matter. It's people. I might talk about that one day. So, but, or I might actually ask a a friend of mine. We might chop it up about this and see how this goes. But um, the the other crazy thing was that, um, I had to go on a business trip in July and in July I ended up going back to Kentucky and I visited my old church there while I was living there and um, my pastor his wife she's co-pastor um, they operate um, under the mantle of you know uh, uh, under the prophetic mantle as well but you know he, he doesn't run around telling people he's a prophet he's a pastor but he operates under that office as well so his wife, um, she gave me a word, and she told me some other things, and other people. T- but in, in 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 the realm of relationships, what she said, I was in a relationship already. I had a girlfriend, and she said, "Don't worry about these women. God has the right woman. The right God has the right woman. God has the right wife for you." And I was actively in a relationship, 
with the same woman that I mentioned, um, you hear me say, I'll say my girl. Like, I was in the active relationship when I was hearing this stuff. And I remember hearing it, and I was like, what? And I'm like, but God is funny. God is funny. <sighs> so, in any case, I hope that this helps you. I hope that this encourages you. There may be certain things, and how do you break a soul tie, and all this good stuff. Or if you did all the things that you were supposed to do within breaking a soul tie, but it, like, it feels like there's still other things going on. Allow God to reveal things to you about yourself so that you can remedy those things or that. You know, matter of fact, I pray that in the name of Jesus that God brings people in, uh, in your life in order to help you, encourage you, and strengthen you in breaking these soul ties. Even because it's good. It's good. Just just listen to the video, and um, I pray that it encourages you. Okay. I'm going to try to be as brief as I possibly can. There's just so much stuff I got to go over concerning this. I said I was going to talk about um, my testimony. And in light of what people have been talking about as far as like, like mental things, it's actually true. We've heard this before that there's an attack on the mind. Right, the enemy is after your mind. He's the, the battlefield is always your mind. That's always important. So, um, I entitled this. I can't love you like I used to. And give me a sec, because I'm trying to share this to my personal page right now. So, I think this was for me to talk about. This was vitally important because something transpired last week, like Saturday, I think, or Sunday. And um, I'm going to stop the video. And, I mean, I'm going to stop the song in a second. But this, this video is called I Can't Love You Like I Used To. I wrote this song back in 2000. Give me a sec. 2017. Well, I wrote it last year. And um, what happened was I was at church. And I saw uh, my ex, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine, and her now husband. And so... I didn't think nothing about it. I just like kind of like gave him the head not like, yo, what's up? But I didn't recognize, for a split second, I didn't recognize him. I was like, oh, snap. I just said, what's up to this dude? And I was like, I think I'm in a better place to start writing about this. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, I felt like I was, I felt like I, I think I'm in a better place to, to talk about this. So I wrote, but I didn't actually release the song until recently. And so also in the midst of that, um, a lot of people know the story, so I'm not going to go into that whole detail. But, um, you know, I basically went and got help. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talked to my elder. He's kind of like like a, a counselor, <laughs> a spiritual counselor. I talked to friends, different people um, were asking, you know what I'm saying, if they, you know what I'm saying, how I felt and all this other stuff. And I had my friends and a couple of my best friends and stuff that was just like, yo, you know what I'm saying, just there for me. Let me turn this off now. And so, obviously, I wrote a book, and in the book, I actually mentioned that whole situation as well as other different uh, bad choices or whatnot that I made. And so, um, what I said, uh, the sister that actually came through, um, she's actually a prophetess. I'm not going to say her name. I told her I was going to keep her anonymous. But there was actually like two different sisters that uh, actually spoke into my life, right? And um, uh, this particular sister, um, I said, I want to go and say her name, so I'm just going to leave it like that. But she actually went out of her way to say, yo, I'm picking this up, this up, this up. Hey, what's going on, sis? I'm picking this up, this up, this up, this up. We need to deal with this. But what had actually happened was she was like, yo, she's like, I don't know why I feel 
she she made a post and I liked it and some other, and you know what I'm saying, just shared the post or whatever, like I usually do with people's posts. And so she basically hit me up and was just like, yo, I don't know why, but I feel led to actually minister directly to you. And what was weird is that like during the day, I was feeling really sick to my stomach. Like there was a churning in my stomach. And so at one point, most of the times, the very first time I ever felt something like that was when I first received the Holy Spirit. It was a churning. And I was like, well, that's weird. I was like 11 years old. And then every time after that, it was usually like a bad omen. And I was like, okay. But this time, it just seemed like it was different. I was like, why am I? And so she basically was like, look, man, there's, there's something that we have to, God wants to deal with this directly in order for you to move forward. Like, truly, truly move forward. Not just in a relationship, but in my purpose, in my calling. And God wants to, like, because it's, it's a lot of stuff. So it's just so much information. One thing um, she wanted to, and I was letting her know, I said, yo, I thought I was good. I thought that, you know, I'm over this. I forgave her. I prayed for this person. I did this, 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 this. I did all the things that I figured were right. I prayed, I severed, prayed uh, against the soul time, severed it spiritually and all that other stuff. I was like, I know I did what I needed to do, but what she was telling me, she was like, well, yeah, there, but there's residue, almost like a tumor. You know how you can cut a tumor out, but there's still some tumor left, and you got to go back and cut the rest of that out at, another, at a later time. Essentially, that was the case. And so what she was telling me is that, because I'm going to tell you all something, because I'm, I'm not even sure. She, it was a bunch of stuff. Like She was like, well, I see you doing this and doing that and doing this. I'm like, well, I'm already doing that. Did you not know? So I was like, okay, I'll leave it like that. Like She probably didn't know. We're going to leave it like that. But... She was saying that. Oh, let me let me backtrack. I was dealing with a lot of spiritual attacks mentally, and I got exposed to like some super spiritual stuff, super spiritual stuff back in like 2006, like prophecy and words of wisdom and words of knowledge, and you know what I'm saying. I saw healing and um, operating in. Um, interpretation of the tongue basically all the nine different gifts i've seen it in some shape form or fashion but then i operate in like three of the nine personally and then one is like god is working on me on it but some stuff i was just like i knew it was like oh okay whatever i get it soul ties that i pray against that uh, fine, i'm out right but she was like but there but she said with this particular person there were some other spiritual things going on because I was being mentally attacked and I didn't never really deal with stuff like that until I moved to the Texas and I was talking to my best friend about that. I was like, dude, I'm dealing with some witchcraft. And I told him, I was like, I, I, y'all, I had a dream like a couple of weeks ago. Well, actually, yeah, a couple of weeks ago that I was having sex with like three different women in my dream. And like they all knew, we all knew each other. And guys, I'm in a relationship and I'm hearing, initially I'm hearing thoughts like, like, hey, I would hear, I would like practically audibly hear, hey, like all trying to grab my attention. And I'm like, what in the world? And so I was just like, man, I would pray against it. And it, it just kept popping up. I'm like, man, I ain't got time for this. And so, but until I had that dream, and I remember I was crying, I was like, God, what is going on? And I was really, I'm in my relationship. This is like, like a week and a half or so ago, right? I'm in a relationship and I'm having that weird dream. And I'm like, what in the world was, what's going on? And I'm telling my best friend, I was like, man, just please pray for me. And so, okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to be there. I'll, I'll be out of town. 
when you get to Houston, bro. That's what's up, man. And so I'm wrestling with these things. And so the sister just comes out and goes out of her way and says, yo, I feel led to minister to you. We finna deal with this thing right now. And there's just um, so much information that she shared with me. It was like two or three hours. Like my girl called me and I was like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm getting ministered to. I'm getting really, really dealt with. And this is vitally important. So, you know, I didn't talk to her. So I explained to her later on what was up. So something that she was telling me, and if and I'm pretty sure if this helps me, it's gonna help you. Like we're all wired a sudden way. I made a post about that, you know what I'm saying, big enough my girlfriend or whatever. And I was saying that I'm wired a certain way. Like God created me a certain way. He and she actually spoke about that. She was like, God made you like this. You you're literally created to be a husband, but we need to deal with some things concerning your past that's gonna hinder you from actually loving your future wife the way that one, you desire to, and two, obviously the God desires you to, and three, your future wife desires you to. It's like, but we have to deal, we have to confront, not, initially it was this one particular woman because of the spiritual things that were connected to her based on like rebelliousness and witchcraft. The scripture says that um, rebelliousness is basically equivalent to witchcraft. So there you go. And there might have been, and she was saying that there were other open doors and other things. I was like, yeah, I see that different connections. Da, 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 da. And so I'm basically taking on the blunt. And one thing I don't like is when. I received negative energy from something that was directed towards somebody else. I always hated it. I dealt with that when I was a kid. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to write a book about that. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate it that as a kid and as an adult, I really hate it. You know? And so, um, so we're, we're talking about that. And, um, I, I, like I said, I asked her, can I talk about it? So, um, it was getting a lot of information, a lot of information, a lot of information. But something she told me, I'm trying to get to that one part. She said, and which is actually true with me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of us dealt with this. She said, you dealt with a lot of disappointments. And then not just in relationships with women, but even like relationships with like parents. Like, I mean, like my, my parents, <laughs> like, hey, God bless you, man. My, my mom, my my two fathers, my, my stepfather, my biological father. So it wasn't, it, it just didn't stem with just relationships. It was like relationship with my parents and like really examining certain things. And But but, but for the most part in relationships, it's like, I'm disappointed. I kept, there's a song that I wrote. I released it on my album. I might as well tell y'all it is what it is because I, I copy wrote it already. But in the in the verse it says, I'm trying to remember. It says, I'm so appalled, be giving my heart to, to have a huge hole in my heart. I know that I'm flawed, but I be doggone my father. Do you see these scars? I know I'm a good man. Look how you made me. So why in the world would a female wanna play me when I'm made in your image? The play out Ephesians 5:25. That's grace multiplied, right? It's gotta be me. I'm malfunctioning. I'm bugging on the feng shui. I'm not in alignment, I'm not in your timing, but I'm still trying to run away. So anyway, you guys here, because the beat is dope. I made a beat, I sampled something. So, but in, in any case, like that's a song I wrote like earlier, no, towards the end of last year as well, including this song. I think I wrote this song first and then I wrote the other song. And it's basically just examine because like I was talking to this chick and some other stuff happened, and I was like, God, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't realize that there was still like this residue of a tumor spiritually inside of me that didn't get cleaned out and dealt with yet 
like a bulk of it got cleaned out, right? I wrote a book, I wrote music, I got help, I prayed, I got people praying for me, I'm praying, I'm forgiving, I'm doing all this stuff, but there's still this residue, this spiritual residue that needs to be taken out completely to where there's no way in the world this tumor can come back unless I do something spiritually to where I bring that tumor back. Like that's me like having contact with her or something weird like that, right? And so this is just the overall summary because it's just, it's way more deeper than that. But like it was stuff that she was telling me in a sense where she was like something, she mentioned something that my mom told me years ago. She said, Gerard, you need to find a woman that respects you. That's what my mother told me. And so the sister that was ministered to me was just like, <laughs> kind of basically said the same thing. She was like, Gerard, like one God is working on your future wife. God is working on you, but she's going to, God is working on her in the sense where she's going to actually like respect you and honor her because you're created to, it goes back to uh, what the word says in Peter when it said, uh, and I think it's first Peter, but it basically says, love and honor your wife and learn how to learn, learn to understand, learn to understand her. Right, so that your prayers won't be hindered. I actually wrote a song about that recently. Shout out to my boy Kendrick, he hopped on it. So, um, so it's a lot of stuff, and I was just like, it's basically she was pouring into me, and in, 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 in her pouring into me, she was just like calling stuff out, like, yo, you dealt with this with this person, and then she started mentioning other stuff. I was like, yo, this not even with that person, this is with my other exes that I dealt with, and word curses so i want to talk about that real quick because um i was i was at the gym today and i was working out and this is really simple i was working out and i heard something annie minio said and it's a song called uptown it's off his recent song recent album and he said something really really interesting because my love language are words of affirmation that's my primary love language right my girl knows that all right so we so I'm 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 sitting there listening to the song and I just kind of like stopped. I was like, hold up. And so Andy Minio said the following thing. Let me get to it. He said, "Oh Lord, are you serious? Oh, there you go. I got Santeria hexes from my exes, but I'm protected." And for some reason that stuck out to me. I was like, so basically there's, there's, there's some type of word curses placed on you. And scripture tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? It says that we need to be mindful of what we say to people. And I dated quite a few women that just said what they wanted to say, talk to me any kind of way. And granted, you got, uh, there's a book that I'm reading. If I can find it, give me a step. There's a book that I'm reading that talks about that very thing and so you have to like try to take nuggets out of it but you also got to be mindful that you just can't let anybody just speak into your life the book is uh, a book that my mother my mother bought me it's called the richest man who ever lived king solomon's secrets to success wealth and happiness it's probably yeah it's a really good book i think i'm on like chapter 11. and so let me go back to this and it's talking about uh offering the right way to criticize some people wasn't criticizing they were just saying what they wanted to say because whatever basically word curses from other different people different things that they dealt with that energy gets placed onto you and you kind of like why am i dealing with this i didn't do anything to you per se but except make the choice to entertain certain things with you and now you're placing these things on me and now i gotta wrestle with those things because life and death is in the power of the time right so 
It was saying, Solomon warns us that we have the power to wound or to break a person's spirit with our criticism. All right? And he's saying that's based off of Proverbs 18, 14. It says, uh, the spirit of a man will sustain this infirmity, but the wounded spirit who can bear? Only God can do it. Only God can really, truly heal us. And God will use conduits, different people, to, to, to heal us, to deal with us, right? But something was saying is that if you mind the criticism you receive, no matter how hurtful or devastating they may be, you too will find nuggets of gold that can change and improve your life. So granted, in the middle of me dating different women and even marrying my ex-wife, that there were certain things, that nuggets that I got from it, but still I'm dealing with these other, these different uh, residue now, so to speak, of curses. And so, anyways, when I go back to this now, I'm like I said, I mentioned Annie Minio, but then what instantly struck me was I actually love this song. Interesting enough, because I grew up listening to it, "The Root" by uh, D'Angelo. I can't sing it right now. I'm gonna butcher it. But it says she didn't work the root, then work the root. That will not be reversed. Yeah, no. Then I go on, I go on, go on to play in her play. Play, I go on my role in her play with no rehearsal. Said I left my mojo, left my mojo in my suit. Yeah, my favorite suit. So here's the part where the chorus comes in. It says, She done worked the root in the name of love and war, took my shield and swore from the pit of the bottom that knows no floor. Wow. Like the rain to the dirt. And I'm gonna go on again to it because I'm gonna leave it like that. Because that might be a curse. I don't know what that is. But what he was saying was that basically I'm dealing with this hex, this curse. She did something to me that affected me in a way that I was not going to expect to happen. And a lot of us find ourselves in relationships with, with women and men to where they affect us so greatly that we... we something my sister told me, the sister in the faith that ministered to me, she said... You thought you were good because you're not in it anymore. You're not in that situation anymore. You, yeah, sure, Gerard, you did what you needed to do, but there's some residue, something lingering. What she was saying was that, it was that there was still an open door, which led to other different spirits, like these spirits. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you, it got to a point where in my, in my relationship with my girlfriend, I'm hearing spirits say, Bump this B. They called my girl out her name and said, come with us. We want you with us. And I was like, what? And I'm just, and mentally, I, I, I broke down one morning and I told my best friend, I was like, yo, I don't understand why is this happening? And so my sister, like I said, she took it upon herself to minister to me. It's like, yo, we about to deal with this right now. And we prayed and she was like, yo, Soon as you, soon as we get done with this conversation, you're going to feel this heavy weight be lifted off of you. And so she's like, and it's going to be like a constant thing whenever you like, like, listen, like kind of like play back the, 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 the conversation or whatnot. And like, and I have, and I was, I was thinking, I was like, yo, okay. And I'm like, and each time I would feel this churning and then like, I'm like, Okay, God, I understand you really want me. Because what she was saying was that God has all this stuff for you. But in order for you to get to where he needs you to get to, we have to deal with this first. Otherwise, it's gonna this particular thing is going to hinder you. Because she was saying, like, you didn't realize that you were actually hard. Like, your heart was hardened. And a lot of us deal with a hardened heart because of... Um, 
because of uh, I just the word just left me Holy, help me Holy Spirit. A lot of us deal with disappointment, and we deal with so much disappointment. There's this song I love this song, which is actually sad now that I think about it. There's this song by John B called "What in the World Are We Doing?" And there's one verse where he says, um, <clears throat> he says, uh, sometimes I'm feeling like. I got a personal. Sometimes you got me feeling like. Right, sometimes you got me feeling like I got a personal angel. But I learned from my past to keep my expectations low. Cause do you know what it feels like when you when you put all your faith in all your faith in someone and they bounce and you know what it is to like you know love. So it's like it's like you. You, you, you basically put all your eggs in a basket with this particular person and then they just pretty much just utterly break your heart. Like you like in it, in it. And this person broke your heart. And that's something that this sister was ministering to me about. Like as far as I know, she doesn't know about, like she doesn't personally know about this sister or my other different relationships. And so she was just like, you really thought that this was it. And I was like, yeah. I really did. She, what she was saying was that that was nothing but a trick from the enemy playing on your heartstrings. And I was like, dang. And so I'm talking to my girlfriend and I told her, and even in a book, I was saying something. And I, and I, I told my girl, I said, I'm really trying not to cry because I realized like this, it was needed. And, so, and I, I talked about counterfeits and I understand what a counterfeit was, but I told my girl, I said, I said, she, she understood. She always had this thought. But I told my girl, I said, the, I said that's the for me personally, it was the, that was the hardest thing to acknowledge that what I thought was actually it was literally a counterfeit. And my best friend was the first person that mentioned it. And I was like, Nah, bro, you tripping? And he was like, You know, the, the enemy can like give you false counter uh false confirmations and stuff too i'm like nah bro like nah <laughs> like i know that i i do understand i did agree with that and i do agree with that the enemy does do that but in this case i was like nah not this bro like not this but something she was saying that i actually mentioned in my song was something that my father said and she was like the sisters that told me she was like she basically would have killed you in a sense, maybe physically or like metaphorically, spiritually, I would have been dead. I would have been dead in my purpose or I may have been dead in real life because of the connection that she has to the person that she's with now. Well, her husband or whatever. And so, and, and, and she said she would have really broke your heart. And that's something that my father said, and like and I said in the song, he said, I'm glad that you found out this way because had you had married that woman, it would have devastated you. And I was like, yeah. But the, this is me talking to different different people still not realizing there's this residue. Y'all, like I had, I remember I had a dream that um, I had to talk, to, like I was in this maze. And I'm in this maze of houses, really nice houses, right? And I'm just running, 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 running. I'm just, I'm just trying to get out the maze. And so I, I stumbled into this living room. No, it was a bedroom. It was a nice looking bedroom. And I see my ex and she was, I was just like, Oh, I was like, oh, hey, my, my bad. I wasn't, I, I'm trying to get out of here. I didn't know that you were in here. I'm trying to leave. And she's like, no, that's okay. Stay here. And I was like, no, I got to go. I have to go. I have to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? And like other different things transpired. Like that song was an actual, like, for the most part, not even a loose 
translate loose interpretation of what happened that literally happened and so but i didn't like i said i didn't realize that and the other thing is too i'm going to be transparent with y'all premarital sex will jack you the heck up even as a man and it's not even like I dated one sister that I had like really good sex. Like it was really good. But I'm talking about like it's not even that. As men, we can have our nose so wide open that like even if the sex ain't good, we like this person enough to where it's like it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Because we really like this person. And so that in that stuff that also played a part in opening the door and then it created that soul tie and I was like well I thought I I thought I dealt with that I thought I dealt with that and the sister was like you did but you didn't because you didn't realize that she was connected to other stuff based on her sin based on her uh, disobedience and basically based on her rebelliousness which is basically and she said she might have been like doing some actual like witchcraft and was like okay and i'm like i'm trying to think i'm like to my understanding yeah i think that was the case and she was just talking about other stuff from this particular sister's past but another thing she was saying is that you give you buy you you basically you're creating a certain way to give to basically um what's the word not suffer but kind of like spill like you in a sense you're spilling yourself you're spilling your blood like christ did right and she was saying that majority of the women that you bought stuff for did stuff for they did not like genuinely appreciate it they didn't, uh, they didn't appreciate it because it was you they didn't appreciate it. and these are the things that she's telling me and it's hurting but i'm like i gotta deal with this i have to literally confront this thing in order for me to really love my future wife the way that god, i know god designed me to do, you know what I'm saying, and not only that, but to truly operate in my purpose and go further, you know what I'm saying, in my purpose and in my calling. And I think a lot of us find ourselves stuck, and so stuck based on past experience or past person. And it's like, man, get get over that. Do everything that you need to do to get over that. And so, like, literally today, like, I was like, you know what, just to make sure I'm super good, cause I deleted it. I deleted pictures we had together. I had a phone that didn't work anymore that had old text messages. I threw that phone away. I double checked to see if I had it. I was like, yep, I got rid of that phone. But then I'm like, well, let me go into my Facebook. I go into my Facebook. I'm deleting messages. So basically, it's almost as if I never talked to her. It's, it's, it's as if I never had real, like, we. I went to emails where we, like, what she talked to me or I talked to her while we were dating while she was, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, I deleted all of it. I like, and the granted, it still kind of like exists if they go into their service or whatever. But for me, I got rid of it to where I can't go back to it. And I actually got to check my trash now in, in the email. But I can't go back to it. You, in some cases, you have to burn bridges to where they cannot be rebuild again in situations like this the bridge has to be utterly destroyed to where there's no way you can you know what I'm saying go back and grab certain material 
and rebuild or fix that bridge. No, that bridge has to be destroyed. A lot of us, we may sever ties, but the bridge is all broken up. We can go back and fix it if we want to, if we feel some type of way. Oh, you know, I can go back to this person or this person can easily have access to me. No, you don't want that person to like really have access to you. You know what I'm saying? Granted, some, some people just need to see you with your glow up or whatever. But for the most part, with certain relationships, well, you know, it's really detrimental to you. You have to destroy those bridges. You have to literally sit there and confront these things and say, this is what happened. This is what I was connected to. Or God revealed things to me about certain things about myself, about my past, different things I didn't deal with or whatnot. And for me, what I was telling my girlfriend earlier today was that this year was a setup for me to get over, like, not that I'm not over it, but to literally settle this for good. But not just this particular, particular, not just only this particular relationship, but other relationships, all right? Previous relationships where word curses was added on or the way they came at me sideways or like, and not saying that like, I was perfect because obviously I'm not but when you actually put your all and you realize these other people really weren't per putting their all into it so now you're in a, a relationship and you know this is a God thing and you're like okay and then you're like having second you're like I'm being transparent right now because like I, I, I'm out scared basically like in that song that John B said I'm scared because I didn't want to give my all, my thousand percent, just to watch you do the exact same thing everybody else did. A lot of us, um, we, we deal with that. I'm trying to cut it short. It's almost 30 minutes. A lot of us deal with that to where we're not fully prepared for our spouses. Or God still needs to do some pruning with us and still some extra preparation. I said this before a couple years back. There's nothing wrong with extra preparation or, or, or you can never over prepare. You can never over prepare. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? And so there are things that God wants to deal with us about in order for you to have a healthy relationship and in order for you to walk into your purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things that God just has to just deal with or deal with you about or things that God has to like, this is it. No more. And that's something that the sister was telling me. She was like, yo, God is telling me to tell you that enough is enough. You're not going to be tortured, tormented by these ungodly thoughts because your connection that you didn't realize you still had with her. It's like, or and even other different word curses. But, you know what I'm saying? Because she's like, yo, she said this, she said that, she said this, she did this, she did that. She really didn't care about you. And I was like, dang. And it was, it was like, I knew it. I was like, but nah, you know what? That is true. And like I said, I'm going to go, the hardest thing was to realize that this was a legitimate counterfeit of all. For me personally, it was a counterfeit of all counterfeits for me. Because it was basically what I wanted. It was literally what I wanted, and the enemy will play on us about that. Yo, I wrote a, I wrote a, I'm not trying to be funny. I wrote a book about that, like talking about that. I listen to other ministers talk about that. So it ain't like I'm just pulling it out my butt. We, the enemy will use 
the things that you desire the most about that's more so of a preference versus a God thing for real, for real, and say, okay, and we're going to dress it up like a God thing. One of my elders, my best friend's dad, literally said, Gerard, this particular woman, he said, she's hellish six days out the week. And I was like, yeah, you know. And he was like, but Gerard, why are you so distraught about this? Don't you realize who you are? Don't you realize how God molded you and how you're, I'm paraphrasing here. Don't you realize how God molded and shaped you and said, and how you're doing your best to be pleasing to him. And you mean to tell me that you're going to like deal with somebody or be basically strong out per se on a person that's deliberately disobedient to God. For the most part, operating in witchcraft, which just it's just rebelliousness, right? So, not saying that she's a witch because she's not, but and then on top of that, all these other things are latching on to you, and then other things from your past pops up. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and, and it was just like the sister was like, "We finna deal with this right now because I want to see you win, bro." That's basically what this sister said. She said, "I want to see you win." I want to see you in a healthy relationship. So I'm going to go out of my way and be obedient to God to help you. How many of us find ourselves in positions where it's like, you know you can help. Not like, oh, I think I can help. No, like, you know, no, 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 no. And something that she said was like, certain people... God like kind of like designates, so to speak, to deal with that. Now, granted, God used different people to say, hey, yo, you kind of dealing with this. He, God used my mom. God used my girlfriend. God used different people. God used my best friend. And I said, like, whatever. I'm good. But she came to me and was like, and I've been told, no, you're not good. I was like, no, I did. No, I did. The practical, it was something that uh, the music minister at my church said before is that we done the practical, now let God do the spiritual. And that was in the sense of us singing, rehearsing, practicing the song. You know what I'm saying? He said, we did the practical. Now let God do the spiritual. And everything I did was practical, which is actually a good thing. It's a really good thing to do the practical things that we're being taught. But God still needs to be God. And God still needs to be Lord over our lives. And we need to let him be God and do what he needs to do. And for me, it's been a what? For me, it's been a freeing thing the more I think about it. And I and I would hit the sister up and I would tell her, yo, thank you so much for one being obedient to God and going out of your way to basically deal with me with this spiritual surgery and taking out the remaining portions of this spiritual tumor. That's it, y'all. So one thing is that you have to realize that you can't love these people the way that you used to. Stop giving these people room in your head and in your heart in some shape, form, or fashion. Even if the space is this big, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. That space, God designated. One, he had God. You got to give God space, but God literally designated space for your future spouse to be in. These other people can't, they can't reside there. And I'm going to end it like this. I had a dream three years ago around the same time I had this other, this other dream and God was telling me about my future wife and that, da, 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 nothing uh, or confirmed. Like, as of like right now, this year was confirmed, so it was wild for me. So, but I had this dream about an ex-girlfriend 
And in a dream, I was at HEB, but I wasn't working at HEB at this point. The very next year, I ended up working at HEB. And so in a dream, I'm actually kind of like got off work from HEB. And so um, a high school sweetheart of mine, like the, technically the only I dated other people. This was literally like my high school sweetheart. And so she just popped up in Texas. And I was just like, oh, this ain't good. Why? Because in my dream, I was already, actually in my dream, I was engaged to my future wife. In a dream, I was. She was like, in a dream, it's like all metaphors, stuff like that. But in a dream, I was engaged to my future wife. I knew that. I knew I was with her. She was just chilling with her parents or whatever. And so she actually came over to my future wife, like, well, my you know her to her parents house and the house was looking like my godparents house which was really weird and so she's just sitting there and so i'm talking to the mom and i'm like yo i'm so sorry and so she looked at me and laughed and gave me a card that had 600 dollars and that's these are all symbolic stuff she said you need to deal with this she laughed like it was funny and cute but she was like dad serious you need to deal with this and i was like okay but i didn't realize it was symbolic for not just her but all of my exes this is what god is telling me right now all of my exes they have no space they have no room to dwell they didn't move on i can't you can't give them space even the hurtful stuff that they said things they've done things misunderstanding whatever they cannot reside there no more there's no room there's no space nothing and so i go downstairs and so then my, my future wife in my dream, she's sitting on one side, the, 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 the high school sweetheart, she's on the other side. And the, but the high school sweetheart is kind of like waiting on me to let her know if I want her to stay or go. Meanwhile, my, my future wife got her hands crossed like, I ain't going nowhere, I'm staying right here. I'm waiting for you. Basically, her whole expression was saying, I'm waiting for you to tell this woman to leave. And so I talk, and in a dream, I go to the back room, and I'm talking to the dad, and these are all symbolic stuff, because, like, mm, I'm not going to get into it, but there was coins, and God was, like, revealing stuff, like, it wasn't money coins, it was different, other different kind of, kind of coins, different size coins, and I was like, oh, anyways, let me focus. And so I'm talking to the dad, I'm like, I'm sorry, what do I do? And he's looking at me like, I can't help you, bro, you better make a decision. So I go back, and I'm like, all right. And so I tell the girl, the high school sweetheart, I'm like, you got to go. I said, I'm sorry, but you can't stay here. You, you can't be here. You have to leave. And she, she looked really disheartened and said, okay. And she left. And then I woke up. <laughs> and, and that's it. You, we can't give people space. Some people are going to think you're better for doing what you're doing. There were things that God told me to do with this one particular ex that I discussed. And he said, when you do this, this was like three years ago when it happened, when everything transpired. He said, when you do this, she's going to think that you're better. She's going to think this. She's going to think that. Let her think that about you because it ain't about her. It's about you being free. You... You need to be free. You need to get this tumor ripped out of you. You need to let God 
get the residue from all these word curses and sexual curses and other different forms of witchcraft that they are connected to. You don't need that in your life. You don't need to be mentally, oh, I'm trying not to cry. You don't need to be spiritually and mentally tortured, y'all, and, and tormented by lies and tricks of the enemy. You, oh, you don't need, who oh, you don't need that. My bad, y'all. I'm trying to keep my composure. I'm about to end this video. You don't need to deal with that. Cut it off. Stop playing yourself. Let it go. Let God cut it out. Burn this bridge. Burn these bridges. Now, some people you may be connected to because you're trying to get to come up. You don't need... You don't need them. You don't need them. Cut it off now. Before you play yourself. And I mean this with, oh, I'm trying not to cry. I mean this with all sincerity. I'm literally pleading with you. God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. But this particular thing is so big. Look, y'all, I wrote a, why love? We're created for relationship. The enemy knows that. The, I'm sorry, I'm getting like just really overworked. The enemy knows that and will use anything that he possibly can to literally steal us away from the heart of God. There's no way in the world that you should be in a relationship to where they steal you away from God and steal you away from your purpose. Or 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 or, or tamper with your purpose and tamper with your, your makeup of how God created you to be for your spouse. These other people in your past, they're there for a reason. God allowed it. He gives you as part of his will or permissible will. But let, you know that whole meme that Joker said, I don't know who this is for, but let this person be the last and all this other foolishness. Let this person, let these people be the last people to break your heart. Literally. Literally let God be God, y'all. Let God be God. And and let it oh, I'm trying not to cry. And let him cause I'm I'm crying not in the sense of like sadness. I'm crying because I'm like, yo, I'm oh I know I'm free. Whew, I know I'm free. I'm I'm like Free, free, free. And there's other different things that God's dealing with me about. And I said, okay, we finna deal with that John too. Because I want to walk in my, I really want to fully walk in my purpose. And I really desire to be the husband that my future wife needs, that God needs me to be. I can't allow these things that I didn't realize I was really tied to to hinder me. Because I want kids. I don't want that following my children. I don't. Y'all, we have to make wiser choices. And I'm going to end it. Oh, okay. Let God be God. You can't love these people like you used to. They have no room in your head and in your heart. No more. Let it go. Destroy these bridges. Let God remove these tumors 
let God continue to let God continue to do it. As soon as I get off, there's a likelihood that I'm gonna think about what my sister shared with me because oh I feel free. And God will God will use certain people for a specific reason, but it's like he'll prep you. It's like he'll prep you. I don't know how else to put it, but it's like he'll prep you until it's like, okay, now it's time for the surgery. Now it's time for me to do what I need to do with me. Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm, my, my head just, whew. so. I think what I'm gonna do, because it's been 45 minutes out there, and I know how my girl is, she don't even watch the whole thing. God help her. I want her to listen to that whole thing. But um, <laughs> but Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray and I ask you, Lord God, that you deal with my brothers and my sisters, Father God, in the faith or not in the faith, Father God. They came across this video, they listened to some of it, they were intrigued. Father God, I just pray and I ask you that you deal with their hearts accordingly, Father God. I just come against anything that's trying to bring up scales and have this have a scale on their eyes and earmuffs over their ears or something blocking their mind to where they can't receive what's being said father god we're in the we're in an age right now we're in a period we're in a season right now where you're like it's the psalms 126 feeling like we're free it's 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 like there were tears of joy because we didn't realize that oh snap we're actually in the promised land and we're back in the promised land and, and all these things are happening we thought it was a dream but it's a really a reality and we're singing praises and we're really going by god but father god even in the, even before even what where if they're at where they're at god I pray and I ask that you just continue to deal with their hearts, prepare their hearts and their minds in order for them to really be free of all these um, negative thought processes that they've been receiving or taking in as their own or different things they've been speaking against themselves, Father God. I mean, even David did it, but you had to correct him. And he's like, let me encourage myself in the Lord. Father God, I pray and I ask that you do that with them, that you bring people who have a heart for healing, Father God, not just physical healing, but, but mental and spiritual healing as well, Father God, because the enemy literally will use any trick or tactic, and you know that, and I bind it and rebuke it, and I come against it right now, and in Jesus, you have no control, you have no say, and Father God, I pray and I ask you that anybody listening to this video, or if they share this video, that whoever listens to it, like, it really deals with them, Father God, that you reveal things to them that they didn't even realize they were dealing with, Father God, and you help, you, like, present to them the proper help that they need, be it medical help, psychology, like, psychological help, spiritual help, Give them the tools that they need in order to heal. It may not be from a, a romantic relationship. It may be things from their past, things that they dealt with in school, things that they dealt with with family members, with friends, with just random people, whatever. Father God, we're at a we're at a stage, we're in a we're in a season right now where it's like, and I need to bless you. I have to bless you because there's things I need you to do. But in order for me. In order for me to really do what I want to do in you, I have to sever things. I, oh, God wants to dip us in a pool, but we have to be obedient. I believe it was Hezekiah. We have to be obedient. Be obedient. Let him deal with you. 
dip in this pool and let the, oh let this leprosy just wash up all for you because this oh because this leprosy will eat you alive and you won't even realize this leprosy is invisible it will eat you alive i literally did a video i don't know when i did it it was like earlier this year maybe last year about us being zombies Ooh. about us being zombies okay let me get myself together about us being zombies okay all right about us being zombies and how like when somebody bites us we get infected and then we just we bite other people and they get infected or we die <sighs> we die because we've been bitten or we get eaten alive by a zombie and it's like oh. people made this joke my uncle made this joke about this zombie apocalypse but then Y'all, there's this spiritual zombie apocalypse. Like, it's a metaphor, but that's a real thing. There's this spiritual zombie apocalypse going forth. People are dying left and right, y'all. People are literally physically dying. People are spiritually dying and not able to operate in their purpose and all this other stuff. Y'all, look, yo, this is preaching in Cali. He literally killed himself, just blew his brains out. When you think about there's this, there's oof, there's some in some of y'all may recall in certain movies or TV shows where the person can the person can feel themselves changing into a zombie that's gonna hurt somebody else. They haven't found a serum yet. The serum may be elsewhere, but it's too. They feel as though it's too late for them. And what do these people do when they feel as though they're gonna about to get turned to a zombie? They kill. They kill themselves before there's any way to get a remedy but God is the remedy for all of this don't allow yourself to turn into this zombie zombies are cold they have no pulse their hearts is like it doesn't beat it's basically a hard heart so to speak don't let people infect you don't let your past infect you don't let their saliva infect you don't let their blood infect you don't let their scratches infect you oh okay all right i'm done i think i'm done i'm trying to pray and i ain't never talking some more so yeah all right in jesus name i pray man all right peace y'all god bless Okay, y'all, so, whew, my goodness, I know that was crazy, I had to cut that mug off because I was about to start crying, like, for real, for real, I actually turned off the video and just found myself worshipping, so I thought that was pretty crazy, um, well, granted, I am a worshiper, so, you know, it is what it is, not to my own horn, just saying, but in any case, I really, really pray that that touched your heart, your mind, your soul, and I really hope that it convicted you, not condemned you, but convicted you to correct some things within your own personal life with people in your past or somebody that you're currently with that you're not supposed to be with. Okay, I'm not going to go into detail all over again. I said that earlier in this podcast, but for the most part, once again, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast, the Supposed to Be Different podcast. Okay, and this is episode four. I can't love you like I used to. Peace.